Some men just want to watch the world burn. Some men want to seize control of the world and force it to be exactly what they believe it should be. These men are entitled, arrogant, presumptuous, and dangerous. They believe that they know what's right for you, what's right for me, and what's right for everyone. And their ambitions will not stop by the fact that some people will need to be hurt, oppressed, imprisoned, threatened, and forced to form a more perfect union. This is MJ. I love Spider-Man, and it's time to talk about Spider-Man Life Story Issue 5, which takes place, or Chapter 5, really, which takes place in the 2000s. Um, let's see. This is uh, Chapter 5, Civic Engagement, <laughs> which is a pretty nasty way to name it. Uh, this takes place in the year 2006, and I'm going to go ahead and talk about the cover now. First, to give credit where credit is due, the writer is Chip Zdarsky, the penciler is Mark Bagley, the inker is John Dell, and the colorist is Frank Dermata. The lettering was done by uh, Travis Lanham, and the cover was made by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, apparently there are variant covers, like there usually are. I have no idea what they look like, but um, be kind of interested to look that up. But looking at this cover again, um, it's got the American flag on it, obviously. Uh, in the 2000s were when 9-11 happened, when the Patriot Act was passed, when um, a lot of bad things happened. And it's interesting, the image of Spider-Man within the star of, you know, the United States flag, uh, which the whole cover is walked above the flag, um, the way he's holding on to it, it looks like it's squeezing down on him, almost like, a you know, in a Looney Tunes cartoon where the... Uh, scene would iris out and, you know, a Daffy Duck or a Bugs Bunny would try to stop it from closing in on them. Uh, it almost looks like Spider-Man is doing the same thing. Either he's trying to hold up the star or he's trying to stop it from closing, or maybe he's even trying to escape the red that is coming up and filling the white star, which it's supposed to be white. So the fact that it's filling with red, that it's, you know, the majority of it is filled, obstructed with this other color, um, might mean, you know, which is evocative of blood too, uh, might mean that there's something wrong that Spider-Man is staying against. And, uh, gosh, I think that's, uh, that's a lot. And I like the cover from the first time I saw it, but after reading the issue a second time and then coming back to the cover, I, uh, definitely see all the more meaning it has. And, um, I originally was going to call this, um, review or put the title on it of, uh, F U Tony Stark or something like that. But I didn't, I ended up pulling something from, uh, a quote from Peter at the end. Uh, he says, we need to do what old men should do and leave the world a better place before we go. And, um, it's interesting to me. I, I'm not even sure I'm going to talk about the, the, uh, well, here's my quick review of the issue. It was great. Again, you should buy it. This whole life story thing, unless it falls apart in the next issue, is going to be, I think, one of the greatest Spider-Man <laughs> um, Spider stories ever told. And uh, I, I just find it moving and compelling and thought-provoking. And uh, it's pretty fantastic. So with that said, I will just go ahead and 
get into a review of smaller parts of it now. And then uh, I guess at the end, I'll allow myself to just go ahead and freestyle it and just kind of go off on Tony Stark. So uh, first off, who is this uh, Dracula looking uh, totem sucker, huh? Like who is this Moreland the, you know, immortal or whatever? Uh, I do not like him. Uh, I have to say, I find it really irritating that he's an energy vampire and he looks like a Dracula. And uh, I think it's dumb. Uh, I know the uh, creative team here didn't come up with the design for him and he's from Spider-Verse or whatever. But uh, I think it's really silly that he looks the way he looks. Uh, how else would you make him look? I don't know, but I'm not a character designer. Well, that's not true. I am a character designer, but I do not do it for a living. So I would think that somebody else who does this stuff for a living would be able to do a much better job than some amateur. And that, uh, you know, me, the amateur, wouldn't be able to just look at it and say, like, nah, guys, come on. Let's, uh, let's put a little more work in there. But the, you know, scene where he's killing Ben is, uh, you know, well executed, well drawn and stuff. And, uh, I like the tension built up there. And again, you get a lot of information just in one, uh, very short section. So, you know, kudos to the, the crew. Getting a better shot at the, uh, spider cave or whatever you want to call it, um, was pretty exciting. Uh, shouldn't it be the parlor? Anyway, that's, that's what I'm going to call it. The spider's parlor. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, again, another little stupid critique is like, are all those suits on mannequins? Um, do they have nanotech in them? So they're less cloth than fabric and more, uh, you know, technology that's, you know, has a stiffness or rigidity, maybe some light armor in it. I, I don't mind that, especially if he's older, you know, you need to be careful about that sort of thing. But, uh, I don't know. Other than like, it's just a really cool shot of Peter coming in and, uh, it presents, you know, an added history and it shows, like what, um, what Ben had been up to while he was living as Peter, um, you know, under his understanding, he was Peter. Um, but I don't know, just interesting shot. It's a good, good one. It feels, uh, I don't know, like Peter's hand acting there <laughs> to quote Sam Raimi. <laughs> Excuse me. It's really good. And it, it sells the tension of the scene in the moment and, uh, it's good stuff. If your boy Zach can cough, uh, please indulge me. I've been I've had a cough for ever since my, well, for like six weeks. So anyway, um, so then uh, seeing the uh, Avengers, these new Avengers, fighting against Iron Man and his uh, Iron Legion or whatever was pretty exciting. Uh, it was cool that uh, Peter had an idea. Wait, you know it's funny. The last time I read it, I could have sworn that his idea was to keep them kind of busy until Moreland tracked him down, showed up, and they could all fight him and defeat him together. But um, in this reading, it didn't feel like it really. It just felt like, you know, he was trying to figure something out and maybe find some allies to help him out. Um, and then, you know, Tony turns on him and then Cap and, and all of them come to the rescue. The most interesting thing to me, and this is skewing a little bit into commentary outside of the actual content of the comic book, is that uh, while I believe... 9-11 happened in this world, and I think they implied that Jonah's uh, funeral was on 9-11. Um, it may not have been, because they word things vaguely enough that I think uh, it's there's some deft writing there that leaves it open to your interpretation. Um, maybe there was an accident that happened instead, like the one in the beginning of the Civil War uh, storyline in the comics uh, back in the day, where, you know, innocents died because superheroes didn't do 
their due diligence or they weren't careful. And maybe that's what Peter was helping out with. And it wasn't on 9-11. But the way they talked about, like, or made an allusion to first responders helping out um, people with no powers doing right and risking themselves. It feels very much like 9-11. But um, I think they did a good job with that. But uh, it's kind of interesting to me that they don't specify. And I kind of wonder why. Maybe just it's better for it to not be tied to that. Or maybe, I don't know, is that cowardice? Tell me what you think about that if, you know. If you have a strong opinion. Uh, Tony's U.S. Avengers team. It kind of makes me sick. It's funny. It makes me think about uh, the, the phrase, the MCUification of the Marvel Universe popped into my head. Like, why all these people have to be in armor and flying around like Iron Man? Why do they all have to have Iron Man's tech? You know, just like, why does the, uh, you know, MCU Spider-Man have to have all this Iron Man stuff? Like, why is Iron Man just involved with, with everything so damn much? And, like, it makes sense in the world of this story. Um, and I guess technically in the MCU, uh, it makes sense. But even in the MCU, they don't go as far as this, except, you know, with the Spider-Man movies, which I don't like that much. But, uh, yeah, I I like this, this shot. It's cool. It's effective. Um, it's a little crazy. I don't know why She-Hulk needs Iron Man armor. She's She-Hulk. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, and it looks like Iron Fist is part of it too. Uh, it's just interesting how that works. And, you know, Tony talks about how he, you know, deserves to do this or he needs to do this because he's smarter than everybody else. He saw that things were going to happen and he can see things from in the future and, and stop them from happening. And, uh, gosh, he's a friggin' villain. Uh, I don't know what other way to say it. This, this comic made me hate Tony Stark. Uh, and in just a few pages, just a few pages of his interactions with everybody, I hated the man. And uh, that's that's pretty compelling stuff. I'm I'm really surprised at the effectiveness of the writing. And um, yeah, I don't want to waste any more time talking about him right now. Uh, one of the greatest things in here was seeing these Avengers assemble. Um, see that Cap is still independent, still doing his own thing. We got Cloak and Dagger, we got Hawkeye siding with him. And we've got an old uh, Power Man, what's his name? You know, you know his name. Anyway, uh, Luke Cage. And it's interesting to me uh, that they're this team, and he calls them the Avengers, and that they're fighting against this you know, Superhero Registration Act, and we can get into all the details about that. Um, but uh, I don't want to right now. If you want to do it, let's do it in the comments. Um, and, but, you know, one thing I do want to say is as cool as it was to get have Cap doing an Avengers Assemble call and seeing them there and, um, you know, they gave uh, reprieve or not reprieve, but assistance to uh, Peter to help him out. And that was super neat. Um, what's upsetting is that that art, as good as it looks, it almost looks like that image was of the characters was assembled before it was put onto a background and maybe like they were slapped onto that background in post-production because they couldn't think of a better way to frame things because they all kind of look like they're just floating there. Now, Cloak and Dagger, I can understand them floating there, but the rest of them should look more grounded, but they look like they're just kind of floating and it doesn't even look like they're jumping. It looks like they're still and, um, like you'd make a great promotional image, you'd make a great, you know, thing for a, you know, a kid's uh, birthday card or, um, you know, with a different background behind it or like a, you know, a bag for a birthday gift or something. I was just at a kid's birthday party, so that's why I'm thinking about that. But um, the art is good, except for the fact that it, the characters don't match with the background. And I'm going to nitpick about that because I'm going to find something wrong with these comics. Um, I don't want to just be praising them the whole time.
So it was kind of funny, just like Ben had made this red mask and worn it at different times to help people out in different situations with, I'm guessing, just his super strength, super speed, uh, spider sense, his extra durability, whatnot. Um, he you know, passed that off to Peter and was like, look, I was never able to not help people. And I figured, you know, you might be the same. So here you go, because we're the same. Um, you know, but Claire says that, you know, you have this sense of responsibility. That's why we're hiding in the woods. Um, we have this house out here where we don't see people because as Spider-Man back in New York, you just used to react to everything you saw. And I even knew that, you know, you did it on the day, which I think was 9-11, that you went to, you know, Jonah's funeral. Um, but you had that red mask with you. So you must have done it other places, other times when you traveled or when you were out and about. And like, that's like, you need to use this power that you have responsibly. Your responsibility is to use this power for the greater good, not just for our family. And uh, you know, there's a war going on, uh, people need help. And I don't know if she was talking about like the, you know, terror war or if she was talking about the civil war. Um, and something interesting Cap tells, uh, Spider-Man that he's going to have to worry about his kids since they have powers too, that Tony will come for them someday. And, uh, gosh, I, I don't know what to say. You know, actually something that reminds me of, uh, you know, Tony says, you know, like, what are you going to do? You two are you know so friggin' perfect uh, you're the best of us and um you think like you know what do you want you want gods to be accountable only to what other gods and you um expect that everybody else is going to be as responsible as you and think about their actions the way you do but you know this act this uh law that's passed is not passed for you guys because you're the best of us it's passed for the rest of us who are imperfect who fail who, um, you know, don't always do their best. And uh, it's interesting to me, you know, I, I started with the thing about the uh, oppressive, progressive, you know, like authoritarian type person that Tony is. And he presumes that by enacting this law um, that uh, he can make everything better. But the enforcement of the law has such a terrible cost. He goes on about the fact that there's this war and people are dying or people are imprisoned um, and they shouldn't have to be. Well, if they shouldn't have to be, then repeal the law. And it's pretty funny to me that, uh, you know, Tony tells Cap not to quote Jefferson at him, but uh, I agree. Like, uh, you know, just because a law is a law doesn't mean it's moral. Um, if you look through our history, there have been so many laws that have been repealed um, that were immoral and it was good for people to break them at the time because breaking those laws normalized, uh, those types of behaviors and, um, have made for a more tolerant, more open society. Um, that's stronger and better for that. And, uh, anyway, I, <laughs> if you want to challenge me on that, I've got statistics about how we're living in a more peaceful world, despite what it sounds like and how things really are better and human flourishing is increasing. Um, you know, just as long as we get criminal justice reform underway and things like that, the world will be an even better place. And uh, as a parent, I know that if you don't create a restriction, you don't have anything to fight about and you don't have anything to be angry at your children about. And I'm not saying just let them do whatever they want, but there's a difference between um, restricting people for good reasons and uh, stopping actual harm from happening. Anyway, I've gotten far afield from where I wanted to be, um, so I'll go ahead and stop myself now. Uh, so again, I recommend this. Definitely get it. Um, the day after this releases, um, the review for Six should be up um, 
I kind of want to do them on the same day, but there's a lot going on in my life that I, I can't quite get to it, but it'll be out soon and you can look forward to that. Um, again, you can also check out my other channel, MJ Loves Toku, and on that channel, I will be talking about uh, a brand new Kamen Rider series premiering. It's called Kamen Rider Zero One. Uh, there's a big movie that was released that kind of caps off the uh, previous era of Rider, and then this, I, I plan to review that first, and then the uh, episode will come out for Zero One, the, the debut, and then I'll review that as well. So probably two shows will drop in a week over there, and I will also be participating in Toku Timber drawing, Tokusatsu-inspired uh, we're making Tokusatsu-inspired drawings uh, throughout the month of September. September. I'm going to try to hit all 30, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, please help me grow the channel by sharing and all that. Uh, it would be a uh, big help to me. Thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I talk about Tokusatsu and write original fiction you can find there. I'm also, oh, I mentioned Tokutemur uh, already. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. Swinging through comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. Or description, whatever you want to call it. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to catch me next time. I'm swinging through comics.